0: Queer Mo, it's the Queer Mo cast, it's the Queer Mo, it's the Queer Mo cast. Welcome to the Queer Mo cast. With KJ and Shim Sham, with KJ and Shim Sham. Yeah! Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Queer Mo cast presented by KJ and. Shim-sham. Shim-sham, that's Shim-sham. Shim-sham
1: to go. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, we are recording on a
0: Sunday midday.
1: Mm. And how are you doing, KJ? You
0: know, we're doing pretty great. It was my birthday on Wednesday, which was a delight. A dream, a dream come true. Uh, um. <laughs> how do you feel about your birthday?
1: You know, lately, the past... Let's say five years. <laughs> I have hated my birthday. And I don't know if it's because it's a sign of getting older. And in the United States, getting older is not good. <laughs> <laughs> or or if maybe... Um, uh, you know, I think a lot of times when you're dealing with things like depression and anxiety... Um, celebrating a year passing doesn't really fill you with anything. It almost fills you with dread. Like, yeah, <laughs> time still goes by.
0: <laughs> day after day. The slow march to death continues. And I still see
1: the same woman in the <laughs> mirror shouting, go back to bed.
0: <laughs> um. To answer your question, I actually really love birthdays. And here's why. I... I should say I like other people's birthdays. I love celebrating birthdays because a birthday is really we've we've sorta of got this idea in the United States, just because that's our experience, that when someone is really into their birthday, there's like a collective eye roll. Uh like, oh, they're super into themselves. Like, like we just we can't handle it when somebody is in it for themselves, even though we're an incredibly individualistic country, there's something weird that happens sometimes, at least in my experience with somebody who talks about their birthday the whole week leading up to their birthday is like classified as annoying. And I actually kind of love that because it's the day that you came into the world. It's the day that your journey began. And I think because there is this connotation that aging is the worst possible thing you can have and did you know I've had aging for 33 years (laughs) I have been suffering with aging
1: (laughs) it afflicts almost 100% of
0: America. oh my goodness I don't I'm like what is the cure no I um in this the the last (laughs) well well the last couple of years however I have become one of those people that actually without insisting really has kind of come around to no i want to do something for my birthday i want to celebrate i want to feel centered the teensiest bit but also i want to be around people that make that feed my soul that make me feel good and to celebrate the fact that i get to take another trip around the sun another another year's journey um it's spiritual it's symbolic and i have gotten to a point in my life in the last couple of years where i truly have embraced the concept that age is just a number it's just a number <laughs> i know it's so stupid <laughs> but at the same time like i kind of do believe that um, you're as old as you feel you're as old as you I'm feel and i'm dead <laughs> dead on the inside <laughs> the soul has withered and died um but i'm curious is there like is there anything about the idea of birthdays that's Beautiful or wonderful for you or what what is how do you approach a birthday? Uh
1: not now. Now <laughs> at this point, I I don't like birthdays. I on my birthday, I want to turn off my phone, <laughs> lock my door, and just spend time with my little kitty cat. <laughs> hey. And that's all I want to do. So we're at different places birthday-wise. And you know what? That's okay. That's the diversity in the LGBTQ <laughs> community we need right this now. This is the
0: versatility the judges have been looking for. <laughs> um, no, it's it's just really interesting to me because my first instinct is I want to plan things for people's birthday. I want to do things for people's birthday. But also, as we learned when our dear friend Junko turned 21, you need to oh. center there wants and needs and experiences and feelings because if you try to do things for them that are not centered on the things that they want to do they're not going to have a good time Uh, (laughs) and I know I always get people a cat tower for their birthday mm, yeah and then I'm like oh you don't have a cat well well I guess this is for me then (laughs) Uh, so you gift give like my partner Jay does Uh, (laughs) I saw this thing that I really liked and thought you would like it oh you don't Mm, well well (laughs) <laughs>
1: no. As I've gotten older, I go the lazy gift route of cash. <laughs> ah. Hey.
0: In this day and age, in this economy.
1: <laughs> I exact I think people like a little cash because it's it's money they didn't have before. They can they can go buy a chocolate bar down at the quick. Oh, sure. I
0: want. mean you Venmo'd me for my birthday and I went and bought new clothes. Um <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs>
1: see, I, I think people It shows you're thinking about them and I don't have to go to a store.
0: (laughs) Hey, and also try to figure out what it is that you want. What do you need? Like, it is not our job to really know and understand every little thing about another person. Um, And so, yeah, I either, I don't do surprises anymore unless I know that person loves to be surprised. It's just easier to be like, what do you want? What do you need? Do you need anything? Or would you just prefer like, a day where you don't have to do anything. Do you want me to, like, take care of food, dessert, drinks, whatever? You know what I mean? Like, that's really sponge all bath. I wanted. I Yes, a sponge bath. All <laughs> I wanted for my birthday was to hang out with people I wanted to be around. I wanted to be outside, but the day of my birthday was the day that we had tornado warnings. So <laughs> we ended up being inside. Um, but... And to, like, eat and drink and be merry with people when I didn't have to be in charge of curating or getting any of the items involved. That was the the only (laughs) thing I wanted. Um, And that's what I got. And that was perfect.
1: Um, Oh, well, wonderful. So well welcome to this next trip around the Sun oh, thank you <laughs> I hope it's less of a dumpster fire
0: you know um I'm keeping I'm keeping the hopes and dreams alive there but I've also decided that I'm 33 years old now it's it's all about me and what I need um, and if you're in the way of that watch out <laughs> no <laughs> we're uh, in our <laughs> mid30s
1: we're grown up. <laughs>
0: I am an adult now, and I get to decide what that means. No, yeah. I I am really trying to approach the next few little while with as much. Oh God, I just everything starts to sound so like, ooh, but it, it, it like I the the spiritual nature of my life right now is I'm trying to enter situations with okay, even if this is a difficult thing, even if this is hard, even if this is frustrating, how can I bring something if not positive how can i bring something beneficial to this situation um and uh that is the uh, higher power concept that is working for me right now and (laughs) and speaking of that
1: i'm excited for our tarot reading
0: yeah so i pulled our card already because i'm trying to i'm trying to to facilitate this a little bit um and today (laughs) we have the lovers which is from the major arcana so that's the first section that are not part of any of the suits so this major arcana card i really like this one there is a duality to it Uh, which can feel very either-or, black or white. But ultimately, I like to think of what lives in the in-between. So the lover's card often in traditional tarot decks is a man and a woman who are depicted very, very scantily clothed or completely naked in some way, shape, or form. This tarot deck, however, the reason I like it, this is my Love is Love queer tarot deck. And Mm -hmm. this one is a couple that you can't see holding hands in front of a gay pride parade. And it's all of the different elements of the queer community kind of thrown into this really lovely collage of a card. And some of the signs say, I'm HIV positive, queer and proud An army of lovers cannot lose queer liberation. March queer educator fighting for a green world. Stop Trump. (laughs) I mean, you, uh, 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 gender fuck the system which i love system spelled c i s t e m um oh, i love that so the lovers card can often be this idea of like an either or situation decisions duality um, i look at this card because of the way it is and that the lovers is community connection and collective decision making collective action not one decision that you ultimately make by yourself but how you working with other people make decisions that either benefit or hurt because not everything is beneficial and from cassandra snow's book queering the tarot oh, yeah um at the end because they talk a lot in this chapter about polyamory and how this card when it comes up for individual clearance um queerants meaning seeker um it's about like the decision making process about how it is that, that you truly feel, what's safe, what's not safe, all of that type of thing. But at the end, they say, outside of our romantic lives, some of these quandaries exist. If you are head over here is in love with the field or a spiritual con- community or anything else where you'll have to keep quiet about your politics or your identity, the lovers calls you to weigh all of that out and make the decision your heart needs you to make. It's okay if your mom, your partner, or your friends don't understand. This one is all you, baby, and you've got to follow your own heart which I really love about that. And if we take that into a more collectivist ideal, how do we as a collective group of queers, as a collective group of activists, as a collective group of people fighting for meaningful change, how do we create that army of lovers that cannot lose, that this card depicts? And what decisions do we make and who do we listen to? Who do we lift up who's been silenced? And I think that helps transition us into the core of what we kind of wanted to talk about today which is the state of the world tm copyright r Um, (laughs) all rights reserved um uh, mama what what how are you feeling about (laughs) what what i just said about this card and also how it pertains to what we want to get into today
1: well I, that does kind of transition us perfectly. I did have a thought about how um when you think about that cuz it's true when you when people form a partnership whether that's with one person or with multiple people um uh, that's a commitment to sharing your life together and and making decisions that are always going to affect each other and um it's it's different than just being in love being in love is easy but choosing to be partners with someone that's that's a commitment to a lifestyle <laughs> mm. and um uh and so i like that analogy to the queer community and then the queer community is always so interesting because we're were hundreds of different little communities combined, and there, and even though any sort of generalization overall, you know what I mean. You can't any like if you're talking about um, Hispanic communities or Black communities, it's always hundreds of different little communities you're talking about. But particularly with the LGBTQ community. It's so vast, and it is kind of... I've always loved that we've tried to include everyone into one acronym. I think on one hand, makes us feel really unified in an experience. But then at the same time, I know that um, we we don't always see eye-to-eye in this community, (laughs) and that's because we're not all equally represented. We're not always... You, and and th- i think that it was shown throughout our history you know for the longest time marriage equality was the number 1 issue the mainstream saw us fighting for and for a lot of people people didn't give a shit about marriage equality so it's it's just interesting that we tried that we try to lump this huge community together because I think it's uh, noble and wonderful, and I always want to try and serve the whole queer community, but it is difficult. It's a large, diverse community. Anyways, that little ramble (laughs) leads us into we got to talk about Roe versus Wade and this stupid Supreme Court. (laughs) Uh, I mean,
0: okay. I, uh, the day that, well, the night, because it, of course, it, it got leaked in the middle of the night. It felt very like, ooh, surreptitious, sneaky, right? um The, the, when, when you, was it you or Junko who posted it in the Discord? I forget. um And then Jay was telling me about it right around the same time. I was like, we're all about to go to bed. Like, the, the world is collectively <laughs> making... It was like 9, 30, 10 o'clock at night, which I know for some people, they're like, grow up, honey. But I'm like, I am I am an early to bed person now. Um, my circadian, that's my 33, 33 year old journey. <laughs> my circadian rhythms have changed where I like to be in bed by 1030 and up by seven at the latest. Um, so anyway, but it, it was, it was like going to bed knowing like, okay, they've taken this huge step backwards forward for their movement but backwards for everyone else in order to set some things in motion and that's where i get really i get really ugh. it's really hard to know where to jump in on this because there's so it much. is
1: because on one hand the supreme court heard this case and i forget the name of the case um well now i want to check I mean just bear with me. <laughs> un, un momento. <laughs> <laughs> um so they heard the case of Dobbs versus Jackson. There we go. That's what's bringing us to um reevaluating Roe versus Wade. Um and so they heard this case in like September of last year. Um and <sighs> And I struggle because no one is surprised. This thing has been in motion. Like, it's the whole reason the Republicans didn't want Merrick Garland to get on the Supreme Court. It's the whole reason that the Republicans wouldn't let, um, or when Ruth Bader Ginsburg then died, didn't reciprocate that. Because Merrick Garland, they wouldn't let on. Because they said, we need to wait for the next president. So obviously when R.B.... G. <laughs> I always want to say RBJ. Um, RBG died um, in a in a just society, which we don't live in. Mm-hmm. They would have allowed us the same courtesy, but they didn't. Um, so anyway, this thing's been in motion forever. No, it and has. And when they heard this case last fall, we all kind of knew this was coming. But it, I guess this was just confirmation well, that this is what was going
0: especially happen. because... When we saw who, like we got Brett Kavanaugh, and then I felt a little bad last week, uh, while well, or last last time we recorded because we kept calling Amy Coney Barrett Christian lady, which I'm like, that's a little inadvertently sexist in a way we didn't mean to be, I think. But, right. but also I I don't care about her in a lot of ways. I would I really wish that she would just disappear along with most of them. But um, when Amy Coney Barrett got got put on the bench for no. Fucking reason she is not qualified in any capacity, not because she's a woman, but because she has no legitimate experience for this. Um, but anyway, I digress. When <laughs> when when she was appointed to the Supreme to the Supreme Court, it was like, well, that's one of the final nails in the coffin. We were all just kind of waiting for it to happen, because, yeah. and again, I don't I don't want to be like, oh well, what do you expect? But like, there there's a little bit of that because again. They've been fighting against this since before Roe versus. Wade was decided in the '70s. This is something. This has been at the core front of a lot of movements for a very, very, very long time. I grew up Catholic. I can tell you. I went, to, I went to conferences where there were segments that you could go sit in on about how to go to abortion clinics and how to rally against abortion. It is oh frightful. It is disgusting. And I was 14, 15 years old, perfect age and fodder to get really swept up in it. And it took me until I was 19 years old. I remember, this is actually um, <clears throat> a little a little story time. I remember we were watching a movie or a television show, I forget. And this was when I was living at that place on Cary Drive with Tyler. Um, we were watching something and I had mentioned, because again, I grew up very Catholic. So for me being pro being pro-choice in any way, shape, or form was a huge step forward for me. But I still didn't have a lot of information. And I had said something along the lines of, you know, I understand that that uh, that teens, teens need to be able to g- have access to abortion. But I think that a parent's signature should be required. Not thinking about all the millions of reasons why that is a terrible idea. And Tyler yeah. looked at me and was like, can we break that down for a second? <laughs> and like, we had a really good discussion about it. And Tyler really, really laid out some truth there about how, no, like, that's dangerous. That's scary. That's like saying that if a teacher has a student come out to them, they have to go home and tell that student or, or that student's parents. It's oh, like, God. yeah, yeah. Like, like, it's, it, it's <laughs> yes, it's all horrifying. It's like, no, actually, that's not true. And that was one of the moments where I was like, see, that was a back and forth conversation where we were both able to hear each other and listen to each other. But I was also in a place where I was, like, very open to changing my mind. Um, And I think what we struggle with is that a lot of the people that we talk to who are pro-life, they are not open to changing their mind. They're not open to hearing. They're not open to listening. And it makes it very difficult because it's like you see posts like, what are you doing to go out there and have those tough conversations? I'm like, I've had those tough conversations for over a decade. I have not budged pretty much anyone I've ever talked to. And I'm not saying that it's not possible. I'm just saying I have not found a path that is consistent in <laughs> changing people's minds. Right. And there is
1: it's like Aubrey from our favorite podcast, Maintenance Space, oh, yes. says if, um, if a one is someone who is extremely pro-choice, you're not going to get them. And a five is someone who's extremely extremely pro life you're also not going to get them um you're not after those people the ones and the fives those people well i mean if so we're the ones so you're not after those fives <laughs> those people are not going to change their minds um and even the fours you might not be after you're going after people who
0: are threes and
1: then maybe the yeah, fours yeah
0: maybe i was going to say it yeah cuz you're right it depends um so I'm curious what was your initial reaction when the news came out. Um well definitely hopelessness,
1: feeling very hopeless just because this is happening. Yeah. Right? This is this has already been decided. Um they will announce in June the decision, but this is a this is a draft they're just going to revise this draft, they're not changing their minds. Um, So this is happening. And so what that means is that states are going to be able to decide whether abortion is legal or illegal. So, um, So hope is not completely lost, because it just seems like this will take the battle to the state level. And it'll be state by state. I think there will be a battle at the federal level, um, still. And I'm not fully educated about all the possible avenues that that could look like, um. But what that does mean is, I was listening to a podcast. <laughs> a, I love a good. <laughs> oh podcast. yes. Um, and what this is kind of starting to look like is uh states having very different laws from each other yep um we're already seeing that with things like marijuana like (laughs) it's crazy that it's illegal in one state and legal in another and then now abortion rights will be and then um kind of part of what we will talk about later and maybe i'm jumping the gun is roe versus wade was decided to be constitutional because of the right to privacy You're kind of saying the right to privacy isn't a constitutional right.
0: Well, and we've already seen that in the United States, the right to privacy comes and goes depending upon the administration and what we believe at the time about safety and access to things. Look at the NSA. Um, we, We have a look at the CIA in general. We have a very, very long history in the United States of saying, fuck your privacy for a myriad of reasons. From the federal yeah. to the state level. So um, Americans love this idea that we are free and private. That's fucking bullshit. We have never been in this country. And that gets me fired up in a way that I can sometimes not even rein in when people want to start talking that way. Because I come from a real backcountry family sometimes. Which <laughs> you wouldn't know by by looking or talking to them. But then they start talking a little bit deeper maybe a glass of wine in or so. And then you're like, Oh no, you are garbage. Wisconsin people through and through (laughs) like, Oh no, she (laughs) crazy. She (laughs) crazy. So I thought it might be nice. Planned Parenthood. I will link this in the show notes. Planned Parenthood has this really good historical. Like explainer on the history and impact of Roe versus Wade and kind of how it came to be. And I'm going to do my best to condense this down. It's only four pages, but I'm not going to read all four pages to you. Um, But it starts off with the Supreme Court finds right to choose abortion. So that's the first segment here. And it says that, quote... To read its its decision in Roe, the Supreme Court drew on decades of case law that established that the government cannot interfere with certain personal decisions about procreation, marriage, and other aspects of family life. In Griswold v. Connecticut from 1965, an appeal of the criminal conviction of the executive director of the Planned Parenthood League of Connecticut for providing contraceptives to married couples the Supreme Court found that a state statute making it a crime to use birth control violated married couples' right to privacy. Seven years later, the justices found that this right also applied to single people in Eisenstadt versus Baird in 1972. Together, these cases set the stage for Roe. So Roe was, was not the, the beginning. Roe was sort of the end. Of that, of that fight, of that legal fight.
1: Also, let's just talk about it. Was later found this applied to single people. <laughs>
0: I like, know, you, I know. Court. It's like at the very least they did it, but
1: <laughs> yeah. And also, how very heteronormative. What if that would have only applied to married? people? Oh, I know. People? Oh Jesus! So
0: then, so <laughs> Roe was a reflection of the changing times. By the late 1960s, a nationwide effort was underway to reform the criminal abortion laws in effect in nearly every state. So, healthcare providers, women's rights activists, clergy members, and the legal community lobbied state legislatures and went to court to overturn statutes that had been in place since before the turn of the centuries. They date back to the mid 1800s. These are incredibly archaic laws. People, we're not we're not dealing with modern age i mean look at the decision that they just made he was citing someone from the fucking 13th century for fuck's sake i'm mad uh <laughs> <laughs> so then uh a constitutional right was defined and in row the supreme court found that a woman's right and i'm gonna say woman here because that is the nomenclature here people with vulvas people who can get pregnant i'm just i'm gonna read read what they have here but please insert better better nomenclature here um to make her own decisions about her pregnancy deserves the highest level of constitutional protection the court also recognized that the right to privacy is not absolute and that a state has valid interest in safeguarding maternal health and protecting potential life a state may but is not required to prohibit abortion after viability except when it is necessary to protect a woman's life or health so the law even stated Oh yeah, you can you can you can put like barriers to access. Sure. That's fine, but you just can't 100% outlaw it. Is what that comes down to. I am by no means a lawmaker or a law <laughs> a law expert. <laughs> but in this general reading of this explainer, can we just talk about how bullshit that is for just a second? Can we pause for a moment? Your reactions to what's just been read so far. Please go.
1: Um, well I'm just having a thought, and I just wanted to add this. I don't know if this will help anybody. Oh, whatever. But uh, when I did my little stint of uh, clinical in maternity nursing, um, for every woman, uh, every mother, they uh, you get the information of how many kids they've had, how many pregnancies they've had, and then how many abortions they've had. An abortion is just a pregnancy um, that did not, uh, 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 uh that it's just a pregnancy that ended prematurely and didn't result in a baby. That's all an abortion is medically. So a miscarriage is an abortion, um, and so medically that's what that term means. And so, when you have an abortion through a procedure. Um, That is a specific type of an abortion, but medically, you know, a miscarriage, any sort of fetus that didn't make it to end term is an abortion. And so I feel like the medical community um, has never been pro or anti-choice. Uh, I think I'm, I'm now getting sidetracked here. So anyway, <laughs> back to what you were talking about. Um, what is my reaction to that? Um, yeah, Roe versus Wade is not enough. Is my reaction. <laughs> I want abortion to be safe and accessible to everybody. And anyway, I'm now totally lost. No, it, it, <laughs> what
0: here's here here's the thing. Even reading that before we got on the microphone, I was like, I now have more questions than answers because. We all hear about Roe versus Wade we've all learned a little bit about it but I, and I've looked it up before but I've never specifically looked up like what what really led to Roe versus Wade except in like the ways that it's presented through uh legal analysis in like articles or segments of like Samantha B about the history of, of abortion access in America but those facts come at you at a million miles a minute so to like sit and really think really sit with those facts it's like yeah we had to go from married couples rights to singles people's rights to um hold on the states still have to be able to make some decisions here we can't totally make a law like the way that the united states love that loves to do that it's weird this is this is gonna sidetrack us but i just have to say it because it drives me crazy (laughs) the united states is too big we are too big to regulate i say that like to myself out loud while reading things at least twice a week there are there's (laughs) too much land mass and too many individual states for one governmental body to try and regulate which is why we have state governments the problem is is that we are not like europe in that each of those individual states are individual countries they are under the same specific law federally that everyone else is and this is where it gets really fucking frustrating We have people in jail for marijuana, people in jail for for access to abortion or for performing specific abortions in one state where they wouldn't be incarcerated in another state. It's like that is bananas. That doesn't make any sense. It's it should be unconscionable. But for some reason, we've decided that, oh, well, it's not technically against the law. So I don't know. I just get really I get to a point where I'm almost incoherently frustrated. (laughs)
1: with all of this. Right. And I, for me, I always think of it as like a public health issue. Mm -hmm. And I always think about it, um, as I don't think anyone's personal feelings about an abortion procedure should come into making laws because I think from a public health perspective, um, there, there are so many reasons someone might need an abortion And limiting access to abortion puts people in danger. For sure. And limits people's rights. And we all know that reproductive rights are a huge part of uh, women's and queer people's rights. Yep. It's um, getting to choose when and if you have a family. Um, You know, this 18-year 18-year commitment weighing you down. <laughs> <laughs> you still have that kid? Uh. But getting to have that choice is huge yes. for equality and equity. And so I just don't think anyone's personal op- opinion should come into legislation. You should think about the greater good in society.
0: Well, and the the other issue, kind of kind of leading off of what you just said not only is it about reproductive health and reproductive rights, it's also about the fact that they now have opened a door towards undoing a whole lot of other laws where privacy was one of the major facets. Like, you can't sodomy cannot be considered illegal because you can't regulate what two consenting adults (laughs) do behind closed doors but it's going to be real easy for certain states to be like well i don't know we can write that one on the books who's going to fight us they're already doing it with trans rights like it's is
1: is sodomy just any form of sex that is isn't vaginal penis
0: penetration Pretty much i mean it's usually utilized against specifically gay men um, but has been utilized against many, many people. But in the... Because si- if- is it
1: oral and anal
0: sex? Yeah. Or just, just anything outside the normal way of it's things. It's just hilarious it's so that that was... so Machiavellian and stupid. <laughs> and also
1: hilarious that, like, um, I'm assuming all men at the time got together in government... <laughs> I know. (laughs) To vote on that. Like, I don't think sodomy. Plus, I just always find it hilarious that men who stereotypically really like putting their penis in
0: stuff. Just just in stuff.
1: (laughs) Got together and legislated against sodomy. I just think that's bonkers.
0: Well, and, oh, okay, okay. So, to pivot us back to abortion access you know i love that oh my goodness we could talk about it (laughs) for hours but the, the the other thing that is really really frustrating here is that a lot of people have been pointing out and they're correct um this will not end abortion access for everyone it will end abortion access for people who don't have access to transportation People who don't have the money to travel to have lodging for people who don't who can't take the time off of work to go to another state. It basically does not end abortions for rich white people. It ends abortions for most other people, but not for rich white people. And
1: and we also have to acknowledge that this already has happened.
0: Oh, Yes.
1: Um, and I, and I know we all know, I just want to say it so people know we've said Again, it. Again, you're making the
0: implicit explicit. I'm here for exactly, it. Go for it.
1: it. And. I don't know if it's every state, but in certain states I know they required that. Because in a hospital that does surgery, you need two gurneys to be able to pass each other in a hallway. Yes. And if you've ever been to, like, Mayo Clinic (laughs) in downtown Eau Claire, uh, those are really wide hallways. Oh, I
0: bet. Especially because they did that major remodel, right?
1: Yeah. And so gurneys are big. And so those are wide hallways. So a little health clinic. That maybe provides abortions through, like, hormonally and chemically through a pill, or maybe through a minor procedure. It's insane that you would need a hallway <laughs> where two girls. Those clinics probably don't even have one gurney. No, they probably uh, have exam rooms. I was gonna you say, I mean? when
0: would they ever need one? You know, <laughs> <Exactly>. like
1: <sighs> it. It was a law meant to restrict these clinics, and everybody knew it. Oh, 100 percent.
0: And it's here's the thing. But that's that's exactly what Roe v. Wade said was states still have the right to do this and do that. I'm sorry. I just I cannot talk about states rights without immediately going to like Just like just like mocking. I can't help it. I'm just. And then ugh. Republicans always like
1: to paint a picture of. Of a woman who's like thirty six weeks pregnant,
0: (laughs) I know, like ready, like literally ready to deliver the baby on a subway, like yeah,
1: and that's never I've never in my life heard of it because I honestly don't think a doctor would perform that procedure at that point because at
0: that point in time it's anyway like exactly and yeah it's nice to have you here from from a medical standpoint because a lot of my research is from. more of, like, the queer activist side and the the different courses I took at, at university and just reading I've done in my fun time. Because um, <laughs> I'm fun. Because I'm, um, I'm, I'm a hoot. I'm a I'm a real yeah. hoot at a party. Do oh not God. let me corner you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> would you like to have an in-depth conversation about trans rights since 1970? Um, but it's, <laughs> it's, it's one of those things where... With, with, with Republicans, here's, here's the rub, right? With Democrats, you can really get into like needling a little bit, like, isn't that real hypocritical of you to be here and not here? And and Democrats do kind of like, listen and take that in sometimes. And with Republicans, that will never work. They see their hypocrisy, and they raise you more hypocrisy. Like, it, it doesn't matter to them. You can point it out to them until you are literally asphyxiating from their bullshit. <laughs> like, you—it it, it, cannot—you will not—you will not get them to admit it. Um, somebody who is deeply, deeply, in, like, in that world, you're not going to get them to fully—to <clears throat> fully even even reckon with it or even admit it out loud— Without it being sort of like a Mitch McConnell smirking at the camera moment.
1: Right. Like. Oh, when he does that, don't you just want to abort him?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'd like to abort you off the planet through a cannon into the sun. I want to jettison you from the earth. (laughs) Like, it's true, though. Yeah.
1: So what do you think about this conversation of Republicans coming after contraception next? Part of me thinks it's a red herring to change the topic. Like we're going to go after something so uh something like that you can never imagine getting taken away cuz Uh, Well, first, medically, I always got to say, contraception is not always about pregnancy. Mm -mm. It's about regulating hormones. It's about uh, a lot of trans people use different forms of contraception for different reasons. Well, don't get
0: the Republicans on trans people, but continue. (laughs) They love (laughs) trans
1: folks. (laughs) Anyway, um... So part of me thinks they're going after contraception just to sidetrack us from being mad about abortion. Because if they really legislated against contraception, that would be insane. That would be, oh my, I mean, going after abortion is insane enough. It would be, oh, I just.
0: So, yes, I agree with you. I think they are (laughs) trying to divert attention. I think they're actually doing it, though. I do think they're actually trying it. And here's why. Once you give somebody who is actively trying to make you see things their way enough leeway to actually start putting things into law, like, I get to say what my beliefs... (laughs) I get to use my beliefs to change the way you live your life. Once you give them an inch, they will try to take a mile. And, oh, pardon me, um... And <laughs> I'm getting myself so worked up. Um, I I do believe that they're trying. In fact, I think in a, I, I was reading today, and of course I was reading right after I woke up, so I was not fully like conscious yet. But one of the things I did read is that, yes, there are some some samples being put through state legislatures right now of like, here's some things we could do. And I do fully believe they are going to try and come after certain forms of contraceptives because again, this decision if it goes through the way that they said it's going to takes away this right to privacy oh you can get that contraceptive if you can prove x y and z go to here here and here they will they they might not be able to outlaw it altogether but they can make it that you have to jump through so many hoops or again if it's a teenager you're abusing your child doing that is child abuse you're grooming them they've they've got a whole slew of buzzwords that just piss people off and make people really emotional and again i'm very emotional right now and (laughs) so 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 i do agree with you it is a tactic but i think it's a tactic they will actually tactically try and employ in some way shape or form i don't think it's just waffle because we've thought that about a lot of things and very rarely is it just Waffle when it comes to these people. And yes, I am it's, othering them. Those people. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, it's, it's it's just insane. It's 2022, I think. Part of me thinks I'm underwater.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we're, <laughs> and, we're about to be. Kevin Costner and might have been right. This, <laughs> this is
1: all happening. It's just we are going so insanely backwards. And... The fact that we're fighting about these social issues means as a country, we're not really even talking about things like global warming, which I think is so important and, and both are important. Like Mm -hmm. you, you can't, you can't even compare them. They're different things. No. But I just feel like as a country, we're just fighting and getting nothing done And the earth
0: is hot (laughs) (laughs) and it's just getting hotter. Um, Well, that's that's a big part of it, too, is creating a culture war, as they are fond of saying, makes it so that other issues that need to be addressed. It's like we don't have time to talk about that because we got to deal with this. We've got this over here. We have to deal with that. It's 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 twofold for me if we're gonna do this on like a macro level there's a lot of nuance here so i'm sorry but i'm I'm gonna try and boil this down to two major things it's all diversion so that the people who are in charge have something else to deal with and it's also a bunch of chicken shit people on the other side of the aisle not having the political wherewithal to stand up and be like no actually we do need to do something and here is what we can do Sorry, Democrats are pissing me off right now. They pissed me off for decades, but it's gotten really bad recently. We have a lot of people who have no spine. They have no political will to do anything except, oh, we stand in solidarity. Again, that's a sign in your front yard, which is a lovely statement when it's paired with action. And you are the most powerful people in the country, and you can't get anything done. And you keep blaming these two people over here. You have other avenues to do it. You just won't do it. Joe
1: Manchin and Kristen.
0: I know. I don't even want to say their (laughs) fucking names anymore. But like, I'm sorry. They have a lot more power than they're saying that they do. And Nancy Pelosi's over here being like, I don't know. I think I should be able to enter. I I I should be able to trade stocks. Like, that's her focus. Sorry. She's old. She's rich. She's white. She has no reason to care about half of the other shit that we're super passionate and fiery about. I'm not saying that she's pro-life. That's not what I'm saying. It's just... She's old. She's on her way out the door in less than 15 years, probably. Like, she's not going to have to deal with the fallout of any of this. We need to change the way that we run this country in so many ways. And that's where we get stuck. It's like like you're saying, we're fighting but getting nowhere. Well, it's because the people that we actually elect to fight for us won't do it. They won't do it. (laughs) Exactly.
1: And I'm not, yeah. So. Anyway. So where do we go from here? What do we do? So,
0: Okay. actionable steps you're right will you solve (laughs) that can i solve abortion access um so okay actionable steps because you're absolutely right this is cathartic we need to scream about it a little bit but i am very much in keeping with my spiritual alignment for my 33rd birthday (laughs) um i do believe that actionable steps are better than doom scrolling and we allowed ourselves to doom scream for a few seconds here um i need to stop i allowed myself to doom scream (laughs) For a few seconds there oh honey we've all been chewing <laughs> and uh i statements but um <laughs> so one thing you can do is so okay what you were talking about wisconsin's probably going to put up some kind of limits to abortion right that is probably going to happen if, if well, this we goes have
1: we have a law against abortion
0: yes it's and
1: roe versus wade made that law um illegal exactly so and so i don't know if that law will just immediately go into effect or if people will have to like talk about it and like reactivate it but basically wisconsin will probably lose that right
0: immediately and your next door neighbor which is where i live minnesota there is not a law like that on the books and as of now it does not look like that's going to be in any danger any immediate danger right away so a lot of people from North Dakota, South Dakota, Iowa, Illinois, and Wisconsin are going to converge upon the state of Minnesota. Probably. that's It's going to be a, a, abortion
1: clinics on every border. I mean, <laughs> what else are we going to do?
0: No, they're still going to have to come to the Twin Cities because Minnesota is not that progressive. It's just we have a lot of people living in the largest cities in the state. Uh, yeah. But, But anyway, so <clears throat> that means you can... Uh, there will be links to all of this. There were links in our last episode as well. Um, You can put funds into an abortion access fund, and that helps people get to where they need to go. It helps them find places to stay. You can also volunteer your space to house somebody who is on their way to get an abortion so they don't have to pay for a hotel or something expensive like an Airbnb. There are ways that you as an individual can help Make access to abortion more accessible for people who are out of options. And that is something. And if you're not comfortable having a stranger in your home, that's understandable. If you're not comfortable getting out there and standing at an abortion clinic to usher people into the abortion clinic, that's fine. There are other ways for you to do it. If you have money, donate your money. If you have time, write, petition, do what you can. Stand in solidarity and... That is where the card from the beginning comes back in. This version of The Lovers is one of my favorite because it's about collective action. It's about how we as individuals come together to create collective choices for the betterment of many as opposed to me getting what I need. So anyway, what's your thoughts?
1: (laughs) I agree with all of that. And then, of course, the same old, same old vote and to vote in everything vote in primaries vote in s- local elections because that's one area where, two where we're really getting fucked is there's so many conservative judges there's so many conservative mayors and there's local politicians have a lot more power than we think and and so we de- we definitely got to focus on the big ones like congress people senators and um Uh, You know, the president, president, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) But those small... And then a lot of times what's happening is these small town elections, like a a sheriff or a judge, no one's running against them. So if that is your area and you are able, consider running if you're a progressive person. Because we need more... When those people run unopposed, they're just going to win.
0: Absolutely. And... I like that you said vote and then also gave other things because I think for the longest time, people on the left just screamed, go out and vote, but which is important. I'm not saying it's not. It so is. You are so 100 percent correct. But again, it's one of those things where if you vote only in the presidential election, maybe, you know, that one time you're missing all the other ways that you can. Oh,
1: and just look at this. I mean, we we have Biden, who is a huge upgrade from Trump. No, he's not perfect, but it's the best case scenario for this time. (laughs) But he is limited. The president cannot solve everything. The vice president cannot solve everything. And so that is just a fraction of the puzzle.
0: It sure is. Well, that and also, we need to get to a place where through the collective action and having more progressive candidates, we have a better pool of people to elect to the president because also an old white man was never going to do what we needed him to do to be progressive enough unless for some reason they're Bernie Sanders. <laughs> like that, like I really wish Elizabeth Warren had done better. Um but that's a completely separate episode. Um But no, I, I do agree, because here's the thing you know my thoughts, we don't have to get into it right now. I think Biden is kind of a a useless Person as a president. He never should have run in the first place. I don't think he was our best case scenario. I think he actually fucked everything up by running in the first place. I think having him as a candidate ruined a lot of other progressives' chances of actually doing a better job than he is capable of. But yes, he is not Trump. (laughs) And that is an important thing that we did need to have happen because. Even though, yes, a lot of things that were happening under Trump are still happening right now, because let's be honest, again, they don't have the political will to make huge changes. Right. Yeah. He is not also goading other countries into like getting into a pissing contest through nuclear warheads with us, uh, which our old president was basically every other day. So, no, I agree. I agree with you there and also just wanted to, to say that like we also that collective action can be be a huge way of making it so that better progressive people are positioned to take positions of power because right now we do have a very aging population as you said last week we are going to be very old as a country for a while (laughs) like as a general rule i don't think forever i don't know i think a lot of us are sort of like 65 and we're good (laughs) generationally speaking i think we're like do we want to live to be 100 i don't No. Uh, Anyway, no. But it's... So, okay. Actionable items. Be angry. Be frustrated. Find a place to put that anger that is both cathartic and makes you feel like you have some kind of power and agency. What else? And to have
1: that same passion, that um, 2020 election, the most people voted in this country ever. ever. But you know what? Like you said biden is president but besides that we are still supremely fucked right now yeah it's so much is still going downhill so much is still not getting better and getting worse i mean look at florida has the don't say gay law <laughs> and um it's just lgbtq rights are at stake women's rights are at stake Trans. i mean just so much so Uh, We shouldn't lose any of that. If anything, we should be getting more and more enraged because the presidency is it's not enough.
0: No. And it's really hard to stay plugged in. It's very hard to stay connected. It is more important now than ever that we take care of ourselves, that we take care of each other, that we find ways to build each other up, that we find ways to check in. On the people who are more marginalized than we are in our lives in a way that is not pandering but is just legitimately comforting and making sure that we are giving what we can but also filling our cup so that we are not pouring nothing from an empty cup because that's legitimately where the people in the most like far reaching parts of this like hellscape want us to be they want us to feel really powerless because if we feel like we don't have any power or agency they win <laughs> they they win and to be honest with you i don't want them to <laughs> <laughs> for lack of any other more powerful way of saying that i don't think most of us want them to want want, want them to win so and i'm so yes drink water make sure you eat <laughs> make sure you are eating do your best to stay plugged hey, 28 in. 28 grams of fiber. Yes, 28 is, grams of fiber per day. We are an under-fibered community. I'm uh, very passionate <laughs> about the fiber. You know what? We've we've had this discussion before, and you're the reason that I now make sure I get my 30 grams. Uh <laughs> And oatmeal every day. Um, Oatmeal. Oatmeal and bananas. Legumes. Is it legume or legume? We don't have time to solve that today. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We will also post other things in the show notes to make sure, again, we want to give you actionable things to do. There are also other organizations that you can donate to besides just abortion access funds. There are other places. Uh, The the other thing I want to say is there are a lot of major organizations doing beautiful, awesome work who have very large donors. Sometimes it's better to do a little extra research and find a smaller organization that can help individuals in a community and donate there instead of just donating to Planned Parenthood or the NAACP who do lovely work but maybe don't need your funds as much as this other organization that we're going to post down below. So, Think about it that way that we can spread the money around a little bit. Community access. All right. That's what we're looking for here.
1: Exactly. Buy an old bus and just drive people to California.
0: (laughs) All right, everybody. We're getting on the abortion access bus. Get over here.
1: We're going. We're going. they don't have any water, but they have right.
0: <laughs> oh, no, no, no. We have water. What did I just say? <laughs> hydration. Uh, your fiber, I'm hydration. We're here for everybody. No, California doesn't have Oh, water. I'm sorry. I got confused. They're out. Our bus. Oh, that's right. They're, they're all out <laughs> they're of They're surrounded water. by it, but are also out of it. Um, well, they're surrounded by it on one side. It's desert on the other side. Um, so, yes. Um, okay. It's kind of hard to find a way to close this conversation out. Close? So w- I would like to hear something from you. I feel like I got very soapboxy there for a little bit. I'd like to have you give us some final words.
1: Oh, my goodness. Um, well, I think like you, I, I totally agree with the self-care and also to not get to a place of despair because um, beca- because there is always hope. And there will always be options. And there will always be something you can do. And also to realize that we are still very fortunate and very privileged in this country. Those privileges go away <laughs> sometimes. And they... But um, there, there, there's always a way to find joy and happiness. And like you said, you can't fill up other people's cups if yours is empty. And so... Um and also to take your news in moderation. You know, I my strategy lately is to try and stay informed, um, but to then stop and enjoy something else because um, then because at a certain point you're no longer getting updated on the news, you're you're just having a hard time. You're just
0: torturing (laughs) yourself. Exactly. And I really love that because and again, recognize where your privileges lie utilize them to yours and other people's benefit and then recognize where sometimes it is okay to lean and be like you got this one you know (laughs) if somebody else is walking through life with a slightly different set of privileges or access than you sometimes it's okay to enlist the help of somebody else just you know um because you can't do everything by yourself i say to myself in the zoom lens right here. You cannot <laughs> fix the world by yourself, nor should you try. That's...
1: No, and you can't protest if you're all backed up with no
0: fight. Exactly, or if you're dehydrated. Like, we, got, we gotta we got keep this up. <laughs> Pack a banana and a water bottle at least. Exactly.
1: <laughs> Humans do not make their own vitamin C. You need to eat an
0: orange. <laughs> and that is really the truest nightmare. And that is what this episode was about. (laughs) (laughs) Make sure you're getting your five a day. Uh, (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) But seriously, we we love all of you. Thank you so much for being here. This is a really, really tough topic that I think, A, we don't want to make light of, but we also don't want to go screaming into the night. So do what you got to do for you. Make sure you're taking care of you. And also make sure that, you know, You find a way to...
1: Abort Mitch McConnell. Yeah,
0: exactly. (laughs) Keep it gay, keep calm. Allegedly. (laughs) Allegedly. Keep calm, keep it gay, and um, Slancha. (laughs) Slancha. Was that a Kleenex box? That was a Kleenex box. She didn't have a drink today. You're not hydrating, mama. I'm sorry. I'm depressed. (laughs) (laughs)